everybody. Welcome to GPRO Podcast with me, Jun, and my special guest, James Hitchin. How you doing, Hello. James? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on this world-class podcast. This is one of the best podcasts ever. Um, so yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to chat about GPRO and then do a like, little interview type thing. So I used to do interviews via words, but you know, what better than do it on video, you know? Upgrades, modern world. Yes. So, James, would you want to just introduce yourself a little bit, kind of what you do at the moment, and yeah, how did you find GPRO? Yeah, so I'm James. Uh, I'm from Northern England. Uh, I found GPRO about eight years ago. Um, it wasn't me that actually made my account, it was my dad. Um, <laughs> Wait, 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 so that was wait, wait. Your dad created an account for you. Yeah, yeah. So I was only 11 at the time, so I didn't really understand how to make an account. So my dad made it. Wait, so, so why did used... you want to join? Why did you want to join at 11? I just liked F1. I thought it was going to be a nice, easy game. You know, I played like the Codemasters games on the Xbox. Um, okay, yeah. Didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Uh, and it was a lot harder than I expected. Um, <laughs> So that's why I retired originally, like about five seasons in, because I just didn't understand what was going on. Fair enough. So, yeah. Okay. So, so what, what, what do you do now in real life? Like, what do you do? So in real life, uh, most of the time I'm at university. I'm studying motorsport technology and automotive performance, BSC. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not doing that, I'm working in Subway. Subway. Well, just as a standard sandwich maker. No, no, I am a supervisor. So, I have responsibilities in the real world, which is scary. <laughs> uh, Very scary. I mean, fair enough. You know, you got you got, you got to start early somewhere. You know. Uh, true. So, um, after your uni course, what do you want to do after that? What do you want At to get the into? Minute, I'm not entirely sure. I'm <laughs> aiming for F1, but what was your what was your initial plan? Like after after your uni, what did you want to do? I never really planned that far ahead. Um, I just thought, well, this looks like a uni course to do because originally <laughs> that wasn't the course I wanted to do at uni. I was wanting to go to med school. I was wanting to become a doctor and that just did not happen because I was too stupid. So. Okay, so you, you initially wanted to study to become a doctor. So why? I did. What's the, what's the, it's, a, it's a weird change going from a doctor to maybe, you know, motorsports. I know you got interested yeah. in motorsport, but kind of what... what I, was it because of your probably in a way yeah uh i just like engineering in general uh i did well if i wasn't going to become a doctor it was sort of engineering was the next best thing yeah but my grades at a level weren't good enough for sort of mechanical engineering or aerospace engineering course so i've ended up uh doing a slightly easier to get onto course that just encompasses the areas of engineering and obviously i like motorsport so it worked it fitted perfect and yeah I, I didn't I didn't do a levels so I uh, I failed oh. all, I failed all, I failed my GCSEs I had one A and one C and that was it easy way out making <laughs> the right call yeah it, it, it was a, it was a weird time because like I like after after my GCSEs obviously you get results like end of end of August so I got yeah. my results I knew I failed because I didn't do any coursework I just did I just did the exams um, so I uh 
yes, I failed it. I actually went to my sixth form on the first day, expecting my uh, name to be up there anyway, just because, you know, just because like, you know, low. You've been high, haven't you? I know, I know. So I, I walked in and then obviously my name was not on the board. So I was like, yeah, go home. And then I went home, cried for about a couple of hours. And then uh, it was the first day that I wrote my song. So uh, I wrote an actual oh. whole album when I was 16. Because I was just... There was literally nothing for me to do. So I played snooker for like three, four hours a day. And then I go back home and then I record like songs and write songs up. It was a weird period of my life. Next uh, K-pop superstar. There we go. Um, I I wish, but yeah. Yeah, not going to (laughs) happen. Anything. Next Linkin Park, who knows? Next Linkin Park. Linkin Park is great. What are you on about? It's one of the best bands ever. So, um... GPRO, obviously, you, you joined when you were 11 and then you left. So what made you come back? Like, what reminded you of the game? Well, originally, when I started playing it originally, it wasn't sort of the dedication that was a problem or the passion. Like, I enjoyed it, but I was just that bad at it. That yeah. Come in 20th every rate. Well, I don't think I even got 20th in amateur in a race before then. But I'd, I'd do all right in rookie. I could wing it. I'd get to amateur and then it would just be crashing and burning. And oh, that, 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 that's, that's my career all over. Yeah, you're still going with it. You're a professional with this kind of stuff. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I think after the second time of that, I got burnt out with it. So I just gave up about a year later. I thought, you know what, I'll give it another go. Um, what, 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 what kind of spurred you on to do that? Like, did, did something remind you of it? Because... It was just a random thing. Like, yeah. I, I'd i never really forgotten about it. It was just sort of, I, I always knew it existed. I remembered my login and everything. And then I did occasionally log on just to see what was going on, but never really brought myself yeah. to rest because I didn't suddenly stop one day. It was sort of, I just stopped doing races. And then it went from sort of missing every other race to missing four races in a row kind of thing. And then just totally yeah. went. But, yeah. I, think, I think like in between like season... 40 to like season 60 you see me like race like two or three times a season yeah that was, that that was, was a weird period yeah that was during when i was um kind of doing forums yeah oh mate my my early forum career was oh. atrocious like don't, don't read, get me don't, started just a, just a warning to all you guys pre-2012 me don't read any of that because it's flipping um it's stupid like i was i was someone that really wanted attention so i just post any random shit i'll be like yeah i did this i did that i did this i did that and it'd be like okay yeah i managed to, to the... avoid that phase <laughs> I, I skipped it yeah it got, it got to the, it got to the point where i was just like all right i need to leave gpr otherwise i'm gonna leave the kid so i left i left it completely for two years i was still friends with a lot of people that i met in meetings and stuff like that uh through facebook and i think I think either Jonathan Beagles or someone posted on um, Facebook and it just kind of springed my mind, well, this game still exists. So, you know, went back and, uh, you know, history is <laughs> what it is now. Fair enough. I, I seem to recall my one of my early forum experiences was claiming that uh, it was a not a very complex calculation, but it was one with, that involved bid mass. I've never forgotten it. And multiplying by zero really got me you know 12 year old me he didn't understand the brackets and 
I said the answer was zero. It clearly wasn't, and I got a bit of a backlash for that. It's still my most disliked foreign post to this day. Oh, really? So, um, yeah, it's a good bit of history. 12-year-old James. <laughs> he was some kid, some kid. Fair enough. So, yeah. um, obviously, you know, your, your start, you know, your GPR career at the start is nice, nice good. What did you think has changed you becoming a, I'll say, awful manager to a competent one, to someone maybe get a pro or even master or something like that? Like, what changed? Like, what did you think gave you that push? The big push was definitely... So when I came back after my original retirement, uh, I promoted out of rookie, no problem, got to amateur, and Michael Franks, uh, he approached me for joining this new sister team we're starting for Wacky Racers called Mad Motors. Joined that. That's when I got introduced to like spreadsheets uh, for like calculating setup and everything. Like, was that up the, until uh, that point, it was alien. Fair enough. Was that the so, first team, like first proper team you joined, or was that? Well, it was second official team I joined, but it was the first team that was functioning as a team and actually had more than five members in. But, no, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That was sort of the building blocks for it. I stayed there for about 16 seasons and that was sort of, that was when I became capable of not relegating out of amateur and I've not sunk into those laws yet. <laughs> Touch wood. Ricky isn't that bad, you know. It's just... You can have a bit of fun, but I, I'm scared because I know they can be quite quick and I don't want to look got, bad by going down there. You got, you, got, you, got a, you got a current team who's in Ricky, so you know. Are you ripping into him? <laughs> Fred struggling, so uh, he's put me off it, you know. <laughs> Fred was all for winning all 17 races and he started the season with 9 million because he forgot the rules. So, super rookie. Oh my God, all right, yeah. A killer. How much did he relegate with? Like 200 mil or something? Oh, yeah, he was absolutely loaded. He had more <laughs> money than I've probably had in my entire GPRO career combined. Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at my previous amateur seasons. I'm like, one season I finish with like 120 mil and I was like how the hell did I do that? I had no idea Wish I'd done that Like at the moment I've got 48 mil but I've pretty much upgraded all my parts so I can race a good two or three races before I have to do the downgrade or whatever Fair enough. Uh, my, my financial management throughout GPRO has not been the best I'm still not very good at it Yeah, I'm, I'm still winging it. I have, I, I have no idea how much I'm going to gain per race, I don't know how much I'm going to use per race, I'm just like I'll just be like, oh, I got positive. That's that'll do for me. I, I take that mentality. I, I do train plan, but the plan goes out the window after about race three, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I'll plan the parts that I'll use, but oh yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't do that. It. I'm just like I just do it one race by a time. I can't uh, I can't seem to, to be fair, that's what I'm doing this season. So you're in, you're in pro at the moment, aren't you? I am how, how are you finding it? Um I was expecting to struggle quite a bit, but it's turned out um doing absolutely fine i'm going for promotion next season spoiler um <laughs> season 81 watch out oh, big season it's over so, so how many down. um so obviously your current team is 10 made of edifice or edifice i don't know how you want to pronounce Ooh, it controversy you pronounce it yeah i pronounce it wrong and i'm not going to say it on, oh, <laughs> i can't say it on record max so team edifice that's yeah Obviously, you know, a wide variety of people there. So you obviously have, you know, your champions there, your Yannick yep. spread. And obviously you have kind of multiple elite managers, the Ahmed. Yep. 
and oh Peter used to be there, Max used to be there. And then obviously, was got Peter me. in the lead? Has Peter made it to a lead before? Actually, we I need have, a fact check. We need a I fact have check. No on this. idea. I actually, I'm having a look now, to be honest. He, I don't think he actually has. I think I just named him because he was a, he's an old school guy. Yeah, he's no, an old guy. No, he, went, he, we went, he went master. Max, Max was master. Wow. I actually thought he went to elite for one year. Oh, Peter could never pull that off. The only reason he got to master was because people holidays his account occasionally, you know. Yeah, yeah like I said, you got you got a load of elite managers like I met Raf yeah. used to be an elite, Gary used to be yeah. an elite. Yeah. Um Max was Max used to be an elite. Yes, he did. He did. And obviously you got you got you got a new boy, Eric. Oh, yes. I, I'm gonna put it out there in the public. He did take my spot. But Oh, we'll controversy. We'll leave, we'll leave it there. No, we're all good. Me and Erica love us now. We're fine. We're all good. <gasps> but how, how did you, um, how did the um, Space and Edifice or Edifice first come about? Uh, so, originally, well, at the time I applied, I wasn't that involved in the community. I was just sort of in the, I'd, I'd make the occasional forum post, but I was mm-hmm. mostly in the distance. Um, I saw a spot came up. Edifice was sort of a team that, uh, I never really paid attention to Elite apart from the early seasons. Yep. So that was a team name I remembered from Toy Gun being the top guy when I first joined. Uh, so I thought, well, might as well apply, see what happens, what's the worst that can happen. Oh, I applied and I got it. I didn't expect to. It kind of caught me off guard. Uh, but <laughs> it's been fun. I, I don't have any regrets joining. So oh, that's good. That's it worked good. out well. So Fair enough. Um, so, was it was it a difficult kind of application? Like, was it was it something you were fighting with other people with, or was it? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I've never found out. I've never asked. Um, I can imagine there was probably, well, there probably have been better candidates if that makes sense. Like at the time, yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly who. I don't know exactly how strong their applications were, but uh, I. I'd, I'd say I definitely had competition. Yeah, fair enough. So um, obviously, I'm just I'm just looking at GPR right now, and obviously, uh, the space you took was someone from uh, was Pavel Spot. Yes, did indeed. Really well, really, really well in a master and elite. Um, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> so after after you joined Edifice, obviously your career improved dramatically. Obviously, you moved from Van Hopter to Edifice. Yeah, am I correct? So, yes. What, what, what's, what's what's kind of the um, like the biggest difference between those two teams? Because obviously, Edifice is a kind of major, you know, championship winning team, whereas Van Hopter was kind of in that running. Couple of teams there, part of a sisterhood, part of a part of a you know whole group of teams. So, what, what was the difference between moving from that to Edifice? The only significant difference, well, actually, two differences, social side and the experience in Elite, they were the two differences. In terms of game knowledge, uh, like tools available, all that kind of stuff, it was pretty much the same. Activity was about the same. Um, But in all truth, the improvement in my results uh, was kind of always going to happen in a way. So when I joined Edifice, I stuck with my, the plan from Van Popter. Didn't quite work out, didn't make it to Elite. Dropped down through the ranks a bit. 
Okay. Uh, I think that would probably have happened whether I was in Van Popta or Edifice. Yeah. Now is probably the where the difference is coming. So I've definitely gone about a different approach on trying to make it to Elite this time. I've rebuilt an amateur, much bigger focus on financial side because that's something that in Van Popta, I sort of wasn't looking at myself as the inferior member. I've sort of seen us all as being on an equal, whereas in Edifice, I feel that I'm amongst people who are far more competent at the game, which is probably the truth. So, except for, except, except for what our member. Well, yeah, yeah. Korean, I mean, fine. I practically do all of his stuff for him anyway, you know, pick <laughs> his tyres, you know. I mean, we're, I mean yeah. we're, in, we're in a group chat of us three, and yeah, he's the. That's uh, true. He's definitely the uh, the low one of the of the three. Oh, definitely. It's <laughs> like, like a sponge; he just soaks up our knowledge. You know? Exactly, exactly. It's terrible. It's the same <laughs> advice. How is the later? I don't know. I think it's just because nobody else could bother. I know. I think yeah. I remember interviewing him and asked him exactly exactly that question, being like, "How the hell did you become a leader or something?" I think Edifice just needs a Turkish leader. And he was the only one that's there. Yeah, he's the only one that fit the criteria. We did try to change, uh, yeah, we tried to change Peter's nationality, but the, he, apparently he couldn't do it in time. So hey, we, changed, we changed Armit's one to Virgin Islands. He definitely can change yeah, the one exactly. to Turkey, you know. Anything's possible. Exactly. Anything's possible. Fair enough. So, obviously, you know, first UPR podcast, I really want to talk about current elite season at the moment so we're in season 80 currently over the halfway point as um you can see over here um Joachim or Joachim I can't remember how to pronounce his name Joachim yeah. Rang is currently in the league yes. with 67 points is. so you've got Pablo Fernandez who's second at the moment with 59 Rimantas is on 48 points in third place Vio Poyanen I'm, I'm if I'm butchering these names I'm sorry <laughs> It's like a lottery with these names. I'm literally, I'm literally <laughs> crapping my pants right now. So yeah, <laughs> Vil Poyanum is in, third, in fourth place with 35 points, and then Yug, our three-time current champion, I believe. No, he's not. He's champion 78. Obviously, Dede is 79 champion. I knew that. Yes, correct. Yep. <laughs> Dede's in sixth, and Yug is in fifth. So um, who do you think is going to win this, uh, this elite championship? Um... I am going to say Pablo still. Uh, I, I thought he was going to win it at the start of the season. He, if I was going to pick anyone, it would have been Pablo. Yeah, I'm going to stick by that. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone else wins it. I don't think the people on Hancock's are going to be able to. I think they've been quite lucky with the weather so far. Yeah, the, obviously the first three or four races have been yes. under 20 degrees, it, which is ridiculous. They, that was definitely that's quite important in the league. You know, yeah. they got the driver motivation up. Everything's been going well for them, and I think, I mean, looking at Rumintas's uh, results, you can see, you know, three wins, and then since then it's been eighteen points. But uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not the worst for Rumintas. I mean, he can still maybe push it, but it's was... still in the mix. But yeah, he's going to need some good weather for him. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously, as you can see in the previous, you know, the last race in um, Poznan, obviously Joachim won that, Pablo third, Jasper won second, but obviously because he's on Conti's, and yeah. the temperature was like 40 million degrees. Very yeah. high, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got a teammate who's in, uh, who's in 
the first season in pro and you picked Conte, he's expecting oh, high temperatures and we're just like, he oh. is not going to do well. Rookie mistake. Well, <laughs> pro mistake. Pro mistake, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing the same. I'll be like, yep, yeah, I'm going to pick oh, Michelinis, yeah, yeah. screw it, five million a season, five million a race, <laughs> go for it. If you're not on a premium tire <laughs> in your first season in pro, you're doing it wrong. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, looking at looking at looking at a coin now, Bridge Rocks seems to be the best choice. Only two people are on there at yeah. the moment. So it looks as though I'm quite surprised how few people took Michelin's to be fair. Uh I was your expecting team, your more, teammate did. But yeah, he did. He, he he got a nice surprise in race one when he realized <laughs> so, the tie picks. What was the uh, what, what was the thinking behind picking Michelini's plan then? are you able to well, get that or Ahmet decided to post about 20 times on the team forum about his tyre choice. He was stuck between Hancock's and Michelin's. Um, obviously, his final choice, you can see. But yep. it, I, I, I don't really know what his true thoughts were. I don't know whether he thought he'd be really competitive or not. There was talk before race one that he could be champion, but not from Ahmet. It was from other people. But that was based on race one qualifying without seeing tyre picks. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. I think it's worked out well for him. I think he's got what he wanted from it. Yeah, I mean, he he, he is obviously going to stay up, but uh, obviously the the tire, you know, contract being so high. Do you think it would be the? Do you think it would have been the best choice for him to pick Hancock's rather than Michelinis or? Um. In hindsight, I'd say no, but at the time, I'd have said yes. Uh, I think if I was him, I'd have taken Michelinis or Hancock's, but. In hindsight, I maybe you said he could have got away with Conti's or Baggio's. No, no, fair enough. I mean, um, there's a there's a few, there's a few people on Baggio's. They're they're you know, I mean, Alessandro is on you know four points up there. Got uh, yeah. Jean Marc who's on uh, two points, and you know, Robin and Joaquin, he, they could be up there. You know, when time comes, yeah. so oh, yeah. yeah, still, still, still nine well, still eight time to go. Eight more races to go. You know, oh, yes. the top will change, most likely. I still think Joachim could win it, but it all depends on the, the, the next few races oh, yeah. and yeah. how how they uh, how they work out. You know, the you know drive energy and uh, what that kind of stuff. We'll see. How and modernly, goes. it's there's so many things. You know, it's just it, anything can happen. There's exactly a bit of luck in there. There's skill. There's planning. There's the and it, it's so unpredictable. Uh, I yeah. think it's compared to elite maybe 30 seasons ago it's much more open I'd say mm. back yeah. then it was quite an elite group who could win you know you'd have your top sort of 10 that would constantly be there but now you know people can just bottle the premium tyre with a few mm. seasons preparation good driver get some sponsorship in and yeah oh yeah sponsors yeah, yeah. I've been hearing I've been hearing uh, Ronan's been uh, oh, yes. hoarding all the sponsors in elite at the moment yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible. It's always a northern Englishman. Where's probably Roland's ninth? Okay, yeah. yeah. He's, he's still, you know, he still could keep his top ten streak going. Oh yes. Yeah, I, I mean, think yeah. he probably will. Well, I mean, I hope so. He's a, he's the uh, the lone, what well, the lone Englishman that's doing well so far. He certainly is. But yeah, I'm sure Robin um, will love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Josh is Josh Clark. He's in thirteenth, so you know. Don't wanna oh, I didn't even. I didn't even notice yeah, him. I, didn't notice I was it. looking I didn't at the standings and I didn't see him. <laughs> I didn't notice it until now. But um, it, it, it is. It is. It's fascinating. This season, you know, six of the top ten 
are elite champions. And obviously, you know, the top two aren't, but like you said, like you said, it, it's, it's very open now. It's very open. Yeah. I mean, obviously the champions have done it because, you know, they're champions for a reason. They know what they've done and they, they know yes. how to do it. But it just, it's looking as though elite is going back to that elite class where we oh, had definitely. before with the Leonardo, the, Le- the Leandros, the Vladimir's, the Romantas, the, you know, Roland at the past, the toy guns, all that kind of stuff. Do you think, do you think it's going to, Go like that eventually after a few seasons when um, it works out. Or? I'd say no. I think okay. we're gonna go into a phase. It obviously depends if anything changes with the game, but I think we're gonna go into a phase where we'll have maybe managers having two, three, four good seasons and dropping away into the midfield a bit, maybe coming back or relegating. Mm. I don't think we're gonna get periods where there's sort of a group of four or five people who just win each title for God knows how many seasons. Um, yeah. I we, think would, it's, would you think we'll see a back-to-back champion at all? Because obviously we haven't had um, one in, in since young, actually, in 77, it, 78. But, I think it's probably harder now to win back-to-back championships and, yeah. well, or even championships close together than it was back before Driver Energy. I'd say it's maybe a bit easier now to win a single championship, mm. but I'd say elite as a whole is more difficult. So I'd say it's definitely more evenly matched. I think GPRO has done well in changing the game features to make it more balanced. I think I'm in a yeah, I'm in a minority who thinks the PHA changes are a very good thing. I think it was the right decision. Um but I know that's quite an unpopular thing. There's quite a large amount of specifically older players who think it's maybe making people who probably shouldn't return in elite have an easy route to return. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's all about adaptability, you know. Uh, I still think the best 25 managers will stay up most of the time. You know, there'll be an occasional time where someone will get really, really bad luck. I think it was Edwin Silva a few seasons ago. I think he probably deserved to stay up then, but obviously. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously, obviously, um, I think it was last season, Robert Laszlo of Hungary scored an impressive uh, second place with Bear Pippies. And obviously that was a... uh, That is correct. Obviously he saved a lot of money then. Yeah, I, I'm I'm quite a fan of that. I think a lot of people will say, "Oh, it's stupid." I I think it. I, I respect the effort that goes into that because you've got to really plan it well. You know, you've you've got to sacrifice your full season, and if you get a start accident there, you know that's it. Your season's done for. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's all about balancing that. You know, there's hmm. there's skill in it for definite. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, like I said. It, it was it was the second season, you know, in as many seasons I think where a Pippi driver has scored in elite. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, Dimitri. I think it's season seventy eight. I'm not too sure. One of the seasons he he, uh, he had a seventh place finish and managed mm-hmm. to retain in elite. So do you think Pippi's might slowly <laughs> overtake other? Because obviously I don't think so. Yeah. 
But would would, yeah, we, would would you think would you think we will see more like what Robert did and what Dimitri did, and they might score like you know a shock points, you know, on the in a certain. I place. think it might fade. Uh, I think we're going to get less of that because people will find ways of countering it. You know the. Yeah. I think people are already starting to work out ways to go about it because yes, doing a OBP, you know, like that on pips is. It, yeah. it gets you another season in the league, but sponsors-wise, you know, racing come wise, testing wise, you know, you still got you're sacrificing a lot mm. and you may stay up. But I think somebody who say has a season of consistent results on Mitch's or something like that will probably be in a better position long term. So I'd say it's only a short-term solution. And I think once people have found out the positives of doing that compared to the negatives, you know. I think over time, well, after a few seasons, since people have done it, they'll realise that maybe it's not that great. And I think it'll probably just go out of fashion in a way. Fair enough. Fair enough indeed. So, obviously, that's the uh, GPR Elite update for you guys. Yeah. Now, let's get to the juicy part. Let's know you a little bit more. Oh, oh, you know, outside of GPRO. So the first thing I want to talk about, um, me and James talked about this, talk about this offline, you know, off GPRO all the time, is the English Premier League. So for those who don't know, the Premier League is the uh, kind of the league um, that's played in that's played in England, the football uh, football league that's played in England, obviously the highest one. Um, obviously the Man United, the Man City's, the Liverpools, the Arsenal's. But obviously, you know, you don't support any of those teams, do you, James? Who do you support? I certainly don't. I support Aston Villa, the best team in the Midlands. Aston Villa, the, uh, the third best uh, claret and blue team. But uh, it's all right. It's okay. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a West Ham supporter. You're an Aston Villa supporter and Southampton, you know, because obviously... Yeah, Southampton's the second team. <laughs> so obviously, um, this, this current Premier League season has been insane. It's been crazy. Obviously, Man City is running it, you know, running away with the title. But you got Leicester in second place, or Man United in second place at the moment, and you got Leicester in third. And our team, my team, West Ham in fourth place. What do you feel? How do you luck. feel? Luck. It's luck. It won't last. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, just 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 for you guys as well. We did a prediction, like halfway through the season, predicting the end of season there. Uh, Table and uh, I believe you put a, a certain Ham West Ham in fourth place. In fourth place, I did indeed. Yeah, so that's going well. Um, and as the West at Ham the minute, supporter, and I put them in seventh, but somehow yeah. uh, at the minute I've got the top four pretty much right. Leicester Man United yeah. title points. I had them second and third. Man City at the top. West Ham fourth. Yeah. Everton did sixth. Put, I think that's. Did you, put, did you put Leicester third? I can't remember. Uh, Leicester, I put a second, and okay. I still think they'll get ahead of Man United. I did I put mean, Aston Villa fifth. Oh. I mean, you you got a couple of games in hand. Well, it's a couple of games. Yeah, yeah a couple of games to us in hand. So yeah. win both of those. Two games, I think. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this this season is insane. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. West Ham could be third. West Ham could be second. <laughs> Who knows, man? It's 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 just crazy. The amount, the amount of stuff I think the only thing that's nailed on is Man City winning the title. I think that's probably yeah. I, I don't think see yeah. Unless because we but, got we, we got Man City next, so if we yeah. beat Man City, who knows? Who knows what could happen? 
possible. <laughs> but to be fair to Man City, they've got a pretty good lead. They've not got any real major injuries, so Mate, they're, they're, I, I, I can't see them being stopped. They're, they're on a, what, 18-game winning streak? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, I mean, Leicester's doing really well. Man United doing good. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Chelsea fifth, yeah. Everton sixth. I think Villa seventh, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. You got? I don't know. No, you. I think you're eighth because I think Liverpool's fifth. Oh, actually, yeah, we're yeah. behind at Liverpool. Yeah, got two games in hand over them as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Liverpool's collapsed. Have you? Did you? Did, oh, you, did you? Did you foresee this coming at all? Like, did you even imagine? Um, four in lo- a way, four losses yeah. in a row. I could see it coming. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, he just does not rotate his squad at all. It was only a matter of time before, you know, they've stuck with the same players for many, many seasons, you know. Then when you're playing the players that much over such a long period of time, you're going to get injuries. And I think it's caught up with them. Um, I mean, mean, the the, the summer transfer window this season... Uh, when I saw Liverpool didn't buy anybody, I was shocked. That, that was, I was yeah. Being like, I mean, I know you want to put faith in your team, but you know you have to yeah. at least get some other people in. They should have um, invested, and I think yeah. feeling the effects of that. No, that's fair. You know, speaking of the transfer window, what what do you think has been the uh, the best signing of the season so far? Oh, that has got to be Emi Martinez. It was a good signing. Was, I mean, he was, he was like five million one. or something. He was like five, six million. It, it was cheap. I, yeah. I can't remember the exact number, but it was good value for money. I think it's the best bit of business anyone did in yeah. the league. Martinez from from Arsenal. Yeah. Oh yes. I mean, he played in the FA Cup final. No, no, no FA Cup final. He played in some sort of final. Yeah, I I, I remember watching it, and I didn't think. I, I never really thought anything of him. And when I heard about that we'd signed him, I thought, oh, great, you know, he's, he's not going to be much better than Jed Steer, you know, he'll probably yeah. just be about <laughs> as good as. And how wrong was I? <laughs> I mean, he's been you know, I mean, Villa's start to the season was lightning oh. fire. It was insane. It was crazy. I think the run of form before Christmas was just phew, unbelievable. El Ghazi mean, was... Yeah. Phew. I mean, Watkins was scoring. You got you got yeah. Grealish in the middle. You got... El Ghazi in the middle, and your Konza at the back. Konza and Mings, uh, incredible partnership. Uh, I don't think uh, Mings on his own is that great, but yeah. I think when he's partnered with Konza, it works well. They give each other confidence. Uh, with Martinez behind them, it's oh yeah, it works well. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Martinez was a huge signing for you guys. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, for us, Soufal was a great signing. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I agree can, on that I, one. I might even go to say Lingard in the January transfer window. Yes, I think Lingard, to be honest, my bold prediction is Lingard will sign for West Ham in the summer. I, I uh, bloody hope so, because his... I, I think it will happen. His, uh, his kind of, you know, relationship with Declan Rice, all the English boys, I think it's second to none. And then he got yeah. Sufau and Suchek, the Czech boys in the middle and the right. I think next season, if we do get to Champions League or at worst Europa League, I think Lincoln might move. Well, yeah. yeah, I can see it happen. Yeah, definitely. Because he's enjoying his football. 
He looks happy. He, he oh, yeah. seems like he's enjoying himself. He's doing well. Whether my, I think it'll come down whether, to whether Man United want him back. I can't yeah, see them I think, wanting I think, him back. I think, our, I think our biggest, I think our biggest worry is his wage and what yeah. what, what, would, what we have to pay him. It's going to be. I do think it'd probably take a wage cut though if it means getting more yeah. game time and getting to be a leading figure in a squad. I think he's at that stage of his career where that's what he'd want. Yeah, I just realised yeah, next but... year is the. Uh, World Cup season, so he might actually want to move to West Ham to play constantly to try to get into the team. That is true. Yeah, guitar. Yeah, he might want to be in the English team, so he might move. Stands a good chance. Yeah, yeah. We might think he stand a good chance too. I mean, you know, the last the last few West the last few World Cups, you didn't have a single West Ham player. Yeah, Obviously, you know, in 1966, who won it? Obviously, West Ham won the World Cup. But, you know... Yeah. Single-handedly. Exactly, Single-handedly. exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, we got we had the Hatchet Hero, and we obviously oh. had the, uh, you know, Martin Peters. It's just one of the greatest years that I never lived to see. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Yeah, I mean, I mean here's, here's, a, here's a random question for you. Would you think... We would see England win the World Cup in our lifetime. Would we? I am going to say yes. Yes, I think we will. Definitely. And I, I think I, it's not far down the road. I, I think yeah. it will happen soon. I, you know, I tend to agree with you, but obviously we had the golden generation um, in uh, in nineteen ninety eight, two thousand two. You know, with uh, my own popular opinion is team. they weren't golden. I don't think they were a golden generation. I think they were overrated. Okay, fair, fair enough. But there's I, I, a couple I, of good ones, but I feel, I feel, it. I felt we had the strongest team that England mm. had for a good 20, 30 years at least. They were good, but I wouldn't say I think we could do better. One, once Grealish, Foden, Mount, you know, yeah. once they've had a bit more experience, our, our midfield, our midfield is. Packed with, with with competition now. Yeah, you got Grealish, yes. like you said, Foden, Mason Mount, yeah. Declan Rice. Can we yeah. even there? Yeah. Obviously, you can play defense as well. So, <clears throat> obviously, goalkeepers. You got uh, Oli Pope. Nick Pope is absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah, Nick yeah. Pope. What's it, Oli Pope? For? <laughs> <laughs> change the names. Change yeah. the names. It's fine. <laughs> no one will know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got Nick Pope. You got uh, obviously Jordan Bigford. Yeah. You can. Uh, I, I, uh, we haven't got many. Uh, I, yeah, mm, I'm trying to think of some good England right, keepers that might be good enough. Can't think of any keepers apart from that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah that's a tough one. What, would, what, what, what is what is your current ideal England eleven? We'll do a standard. Right. We'll still, yeah, you do whatever formation you want. I'm going to go for a four, so, four, four, two, but. Mm. I, I think the best formation England could play would be a 4-2-3-1, maybe. So, what, two centre defensive mids? No, I'd go two centre-backs, two supporting wing-backs, a central midfielder with sort of more of a defensive kind of focus and more and a sort of a deep-line playmaker kind of role as well. And then two sort of inverted wingers or inside wingers. Yeah. And uh, advanced playmaker and, and advanced forward. I think that would be the best way of doing it. You know, so you, 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 obviously, you would much rather play a lone striker than 
maybe two yeah. support each other. Okay. I, th- I think for England that's the way to go because obviously we've got Harry Kane. Is so. Yeah, but no, um, I, I think I was thinking Kane and Sterling at the front as the front yeah. two would be a, a good shout. I mean, at, at near the end of the uh, World Cup before you know 2018 World Cup before the before the Croatia game, them two were firing yeah. up. You know, they were good. They were good in the front. I, I think the issue with Sterling is he is starting to. Well, same with Kane. They're both, they've got limited World Cups left. I think if we were to play two up front, I'd put Harry Kane or Sterling with a younger striker, maybe your Ollie Watkins or something like that. But okay. I don't know. It's a tough one. Uh, it is, yeah. I mean, so so who would you put in goal, first of all? In goal, Nick Pope. He'd be my first choice, definitely. Yeah, that's mine. Yeah, my choice too, yeah, Nick Pope. Great. Play, play for Burnley at the moment. Very good. Yeah. I think it's got the highest uh, shot saved percentage or something in the league at the minute. Uh, Most likely, I mean, I mean, he, like is, he is, he is, you know, I mean, obviously you got um, Henderson for Man United. He's yeah. been doing yeah. pretty well. But, oh, yes. Yeah, but I think Pope, Pope over Pickford. Um, yeah. So I, I would got... still have Jordan as second choice because I think he's got oh, the yeah. passion. And it's yeah. shown that it's capable, but I think Nick Pope's probably, at the minute, he's in better form. It, that might yeah. change when it comes to 2022. But yeah. I mean, I, I, think I was just going to have choice. a look at the, um, the table at the moment and let's see kind of how kind of how many they conceded each team. Um, I think probably Burnley will be up there. Definitely. For Everton, they've conceded 33 goals. Yeah. Burnley have only conceded 30. So, yeah. There we go. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's fair enough, yeah. Hmm. I think, yeah, I think probably then, I think more for England rather than the pick of the keeper, I think the defensive, the choice of the defenders, that's going to be where the, so where the both, difference really will be. Yeah, so we've both got four at the back. Who's yeah. your left and right back? Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and probably yeah. Luke Shaw maybe or Ben Chilwell, one of the two. And I think, I don't think Chilwell's playing as well as Luke Shaw mm. is. I mean, Luke Shaw has, this season at least, has been revived and doing really, really well. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to consider the teams to play in as well. You know, it's Chelsea compared to Man United, quite different dynamics. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. I think they're both quite good and it'll, Probably come down to who's in better form at the time, really, on who gets it. Oh yeah, and I mean, I mean, if we're talking about Leicester's Chilwell, then Chilwell is a sure every now, you know. Oh, definitely. Every day of the week, but because he moved to Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea kills players' careers. Oh, yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's the pressure, you know. Yeah. It's just. It's even Man United, to be honest, like Man United players, unless they've yeah. been there for like good. Apart from Bruno Fernandez, apart from, you know, if you haven't been there for four or five seasons, you're not gonna. Yeah, onto your very best. Yeah, um, so I, yeah. I, I agree. So yeah, so yeah, your your fullbacks will be the same as mine. Alexander Arnold, right back, is you know yeah. dead set. And yeah, obviously, yeah, like Shaw or Chilwell, depending on who's playing and kind of how we want to play. Um, yeah, it's the opponents that counts, and it's the opponents that will determine whether who you know who we play. Yeah, in position. definitely. So um, your two centre backs, who would you want to choose? That's. More of a tough one. I'd probably put John Stones in there. I'd definitely give him I've a got, chance. I've got, I've got Stones as a dead set. One. Yeah. Least. 
I'd probably put Conzerin, but I feel that might be because I'm a Villa fan. I think yep. he's quite quiet, but he gets on with it. He makes some great clearances and he works well with other people. Yeah. And I think his personality fits. I've got, I've got, I've got one name for you. Brexit Beckenbauer. Oh. Mr. Craig Dawson, man. Come on. Craig Dawson is I, an absolute beast for West Ham. If the World Cup was this summer, I'd say no. But because it's not, I'd say <laughs> I'd probably have him in the England squad. I think with a few more seasons of Premier League experience, I'd, oh, yeah. I'd put him in. Oh, yeah. I mean, Especially yeah, I mean, if he keeps yeah. this up. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For, for, for the World Cup, I, yeah, I mean, experience-wise, he hasn't played a single game for England. Yeah. Has he? No, I don't think he has. I don't think but yeah, like yeah. international experience wise, he's just not there. Yeah. But judging by, you know, just Premier League form yeah. alone, he's got to be up there now. He's got to be up there with everyone else. He's definitely very capable. Uh, you know, could he know he's very, you know, solid at the back, good, you know, yeah. in corners in the air, you know, just aerially, he's just a beast. Absolute oh, yeah. legend. Wish I could sign him in, in, in the summer. <laughs> If Watford, if Watford doesn't get promoted, I'm you know 99 sure we're signing him. Yeah, um, I can see yeah, it. We're gonna be we're gonna be fighting for other people for that oh, yeah. for that signature for sure. Definitely. Uh, another yeah. name for centre back that is quite underrated, Mister Keane of Everton. Mm, I think yes. he's been. He's actually he's actually quiet, now, but he's yeah. good. Michael Keane, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 been slowly. I mean, obviously. Doesn't help that you conceded 33 goals <laughs> in this in the current season, but you know he does he does do a job. He he is he is solid at the back. You know it's not just you know it's not just one defender. You know it's, it's the whole oh, yeah. whole line. But obviously, I think he's... Kind of that, I just haven't seen any standout performances from him. Yeah. Um, I mean, apart from against Liverpool, maybe Liverpool he played really really well. He yeah. was he was really I think... at the back. I think the consistency that he's had, that's probably been his strength, you know. He's not had any standout performances, but he's not had any real shockers, you know. Yeah. Attacking-wise, he's got good attacking potential for a centre-back as well. Mm. And I think if you pair him with someone like John Stones, that, oh, we keep, that oh, would we give forgot, you... We forgot about Slabhead. I wouldn't have him in. I think he's absolutely you wouldn't, terrible. You wouldn't have Maguire in there. No, I think he's really overrated. Um, I think he's been... the. I think... If Man United had a different centre-back to Maguire alongside Lindolf, uh, I think they'd probably be doing a lot better and would be giving Man City a run for the championship right now. Wow. I mean, I haven't really watched many Man United games, so I don't, I don't actually know. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can understand that. I mean, um, we played, obviously, we played against them in the FA Cup and he was very shaky at the back. Um, yes. When we played um, uh, Lin, I mean, we didn't have Lingard in, in, in thing, but Antonio was providing a lot of hassle, and we don't want. We don't. I mean, we. I mean, England is pretty bad playing at the back. So if we if we do play through yeah. the back and have Maguire there, it's going to be. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, see you later. We're not going to. Oh, yes. Bye bye World Cup for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye bye qualifying any further in the group stages. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Right, so we got a good, we got a good, we got a good, we got a good back four. We've got a very good yes. back four. Yes. So we'll, we'll we'll go with your um fair enough. Four, two, so, three, one. So two centimeters. My two centimeters at the minute would be well, I'd have three that I'd probably rotate. I'd have Declan Rice, Mason Mount. And 
probably uh, James Madison. Okay. Um, Would you put Madison that far back? Yes, I, I think he wouldn't. I'd, in the midfield, I'd probably put one more with a defensive focus, which would be maybe Rice. Rice. Yeah, and I'd have Madison more making players upwards rather than backwards. More of a because in a four-two-three-one, really, you know, it's quite an attacking mentality that you'd have yeah. to take with that. So oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he'd fit. I think he'd fit. Uh, but I'd also I, quite like Henderson in there. I think he's a great leader. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking of if, if we're not if we're not playing if we're not playing Rice, we want Henderson and Mount. Yeah, as the back two, as the you know two cent you know anchor sentiments. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want those two to play. If Rice is playing, then yeah, someone more like Madison could could potentially because we got oh, we got potentially a really good you know centre defensive mid in Rice yeah. that can go both ways. They can attack and defend. And, yeah. You know, Madison can have that creativity up front. But, yeah, I mean, Henderson, Henderson is our captain, isn't he? Or is Kane our captain? Henderson is our captain at the minute, I think. Um, I think Harry's the vice-captain. I might be wrong. I might have changed. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't. But, I haven't seen an England game in so long. <laughs> oh, neither. Uh, I just forget to watch him. Yeah, I, I, just, I think, yeah, there's no England game that really excites me now apart from you know the Euros mm. or the is the Euros happening this season this year it is a, I believe it is meant to happen but I'm not sure where so well, I, they, I know they're spitting it into like really like loads of different countries so Wembley's going to yeah. have some uh, oh, the days the days when Villa Park was uh, part <laughs> of it Old Trafford Anfield just got everywhere in England but and now it's just Wembley um, sometimes I know I know tell me about it so yeah, we got okay. So we got we got we got we got a good back four. We got okay. So we got Pope in goal. We have yeah. TA Alexander Arnold right back. Let's yeah. just say Luke Shaw or Ben Chua on the left. Yeah. We have um, John Stones and uh, Jonathan Center. You, you said Conza, but yeah, well, we, we, we might put Michael, or... Michael King in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll put, let's say, okay, we're, we're, we're playing against Portugal, who knows? We'll play against Portugal now. Rice and Mount. We'll have Rice and Mount for that. Yeah, I mean, their, 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 their partnership is really good. I mean, because obviously yeah. they're friends, friends since the beginning. <clears throat> so, all right, the attacking three. Yes. We'll, we'll, let's, let's do the striker first. The striker is just a double. You know, striker. We'll go striker, yeah. So, Hurricane, first choice striker. No doubt. Yep. Um, I have, I have yep, no arguments with that. I'd probably have Patrick Bamford in there or Ollie Watkins maybe on the bench. Uh, I, I know Vardy I'll doesn't have, want to do it. So I'd have Watkins over Bamford just because yeah. of the season that Villa is having at the moment yeah. compared to yeah. Leeds. I mean, Bamford hasn't really been scoring, but he has been scoring, but hasn't been scoring as many as Watkins has been. Yeah. His conversion rate's been a lot lower. Yeah. But I think his influence in terms of the midfield is maybe higher. Uh, Bamford tends to drop back a bit more. Watkins is definitely a number nine out and out. You know, he's he's a out and out. He's like in many ways as another hurricane, you know, he's a real striker. I, I, I feel is, Bamford's more of an all-rounder. Is, is is Villa playing one out of front 
or is it other are you playing? Yeah, you? yeah. yeah. So, Villa uh, plays a four-three-three kind of thing. So it's Watkins is the lone striker. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be he'll be used to being, you know, the yeah. solo striker in front. Yes. Fair enough. So okay, let's go attacking attacking midfielder and the two inverted wingers, or however you want to do it. So. Foden, I'd definitely have in there. Foden attacking, central attacking mid. That's 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 my yeah. guy. Yeah, I would choose him. I'd have Grealish on the left, no doubt. Okay. Those two yeah. nailed on. On the right, I'm not too sure. That is a much tougher one. Um, I've got I've got Sancho in my mind. My yeah, right. I was thinking Sancho. Uh, I was also thinking possibly putting Sterling there because I know he can play there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tammy Abraham, I don't know if he can play there, but I'd want him in the squad at some point. I, I think he's got the potential. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think he's more central. So Yeah, so he'll probably, yeah. What, a central attacking mid or an actual striker striker? Uh, attacking mid. Okay. Yeah, I, I, can't, uh, I, I can't see anyone replacing yeah. Foden in the middle. Uh, yeah. For the time being, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> on that one. Grealish on the left. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know Grealish played on wings. I thought he. I thought he yeah. was a central, central. Coach. No, no. So Jack Grealish is his natural position is left winger, uh, yeah. and he, he for Villa the only time he really drops into the middle is if El Ghazi is playing on the left. So at the minute, El Ghazi is not playing. So. Fair enough. I, yeah. I, I always thought Grealish was a central player, but obviously I'm I wrong. think that's where he did start. At. He did start okay. off in the middle, I think, and he's moved to the left more recently. Yeah. So, yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree with Foden. Greenish, yeah, I can see. I can see. I mean, Greenish is doing really well for Villa. Villa's is doing well in general. Uh, so I can see. I mean, is there any other options on the left that you can think of? Because I can't really think uh, of any ooh. attacking left midfielders. Uh, we got Lingard. He doesn't really play off the Lingard, left. Lingard, yeah. Rashford, maybe. Yeah, go Rashford. I'll, I'll put Rashford more in a central position rather yeah. than that. I, I think with the left and the right, it's going to be a case of just filling it in with people who can play that kind of thing and have yeah. had a good season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the whole, yeah, yeah. I mean, 4 triple 2 could be <laughs> interesting. Or maybe 4 yeah. 3 1, but with three central mids. But yeah, even that. Who knows? Yeah, it's just because obviously, obviously we've got attacking, you know, wing backs and yeah. Alexander Arnold and Chilwell. So you know, they yeah. might not need anyone in the wings. You know, they can just... yeah, true. <laughs> Go it alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Alexander Arnold, his delivery is pretty good anyway. So Chilwell. Chilwell. Yeah. So yeah, might not need might not need the other two. You know, I mean, I'm on the wings. Just put just one in the middle. Yeah, why not? Grealish, one man. He's all you need. <laughs> yeah, just, just put Grealish in there. Play him at play him at play him at a nine. Just just he'll be through. fine. Yeah. You can be keeper as well if you need him, you know. Yeah, give, give, give us give us four goals minimum, maybe, you know. Oh, win, yeah. the World, win the World Cup 8-0. Just, Easy. Easy. Just, just him. No, fair enough. So yeah, I mean football, we can talk talk for hours and hours. Oh, talk for days. Days. Yeah. But uh, obviously, another one of your um, interests is obviously motorsports. It is indeed. Yes. 
So you obviously what did you, you guess? I know. I don't, I don't, how was how did I know that? It's just like it's I'm a telepathic mate. Incredible. Um, Formula One is not actually your first motorsport love, is it? Or your, or your uh, well, it was the first motorsport I watched, but at the minute, it's definitely not my favourite. Yeah. Uh, so what's your favourite? WRC at the minute is my favourite. I very much enjoy that. Uh, I, I I don't have a very good attention span, so watching a one and a bit hour F1 race usually ends in me just going on my phone. So <laughs> rallying's a bit more bearable, you know, just check the timings every half an hour. Yeah. Works well, so... And I find it quite spectacular as well. Yeah, so. that's fair. I mean, yeah, um, never, never been much of a rally fan myself, but I do see the appeal of it. Um, obviously, growing growing up playing um, playing uh, the uh, the rally um, games, sort of dirt, you know, dirt two and three and four, you know, always, icons. Always have a uh, always have a knack for rallying, but never really, never, no, just never been interested in kind of watching it. And, uh, yeah, I might, I might have to dabble in it. Yeah, you know, in the people either love it or hate it. You know, yeah. it's, no, it's, fair. it's quite a polarizing sport. But. It's like, it's like, it's like bike, it's like uh, you know, super bikes. Ooh. Some people might like it, some people don't. Yeah, yeah. But for, um, for someone who used to race motorbikes, I'm not into the uh, MotoGP and stuff, which is um, quite surprising. Right. I, mean, I mean, you know, it does. I mean, even if even if you did it, you know, as a living, you might not be, you know, a fan of it in the, in the long run. So, obviously, you know, you know, motorsport that you know us two are both fans of uh, F one. Obviously, yeah. the new F one season is coming out. You know, starting soon. It is indeed. Uh, kind of what are your uh, what are your opinions on the uh, the driver? You know, the drivers list and kind of who do you think will win and all that kind of stuff. Let's just, let's, just, let's just predict the season. Predict the season, right? I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton will be the world champion. Uh, yeah. I think Red Bull will struggle more this season than they did last season. I think they'll probably be further away from Mercedes and more in the mid-pack. I think Aston Martin will do well. I think Vettel and Stroll is a good partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the, that's both... the Stroll fan you are, but yes. Yes, I, th- I think he's very <laughs> underrated. Yeah. Um, I think Carlos Sainz will really struggle at Ferrari. I think Leclerc will beat him much more convincingly than he did with Vettel last season. Okay. Uh, I think at McLaren, Daniel Ricciardo will be by far the best driver. I think he'll probably be the best of the rest. I think Perez will struggle at Red Bull. I think Verstappen will find him more yeah. Of a threat than Albon, but I still think he'll easily get the measure of him. I think so, it'll just be like Ricardo. So, so would you, um, in the constructors, do you still think Red Bull could finish second if Mercedes? I think they will. Yeah. yeah. I, I think because they've got Perez, he'll bring more points than Albon did last season, but I think Verstappen will get less points than he did this season. So I think they'll still scrape second. Uh, yeah. And if yeah. I had to pick who's finishing third, I'd go probably Aston Martin. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good shout. I mean, Aston Martin has. I mean, we haven't seen the car review yet, car review yet, but I would I would assume they'll be having a really, you know, competitive yeah. car. Um, do you think Williams will be scoring a point this season? I think they will. I think they'll be the ninth fastest team. I think they'll be better than Haas. Uh, it. I think it. Well, 
I'd like to think they'll get a point, but I think it'll depend what their philosophy is with Gar. If they're if they've got a very high drag and high downforce car, I can see them getting points at somewhere like Hungary. If they've gone very low drag and slippery, they'll probably get points at somewhere like Spa. But yeah. if they go consistent, then maybe they won't get points. Who knows? It'll be yeah, it'll be a I struggle. Mean, but. Yeah, I mean it, it, it is difficult trying to you know predict it now when we haven't you know we've only seen three of three of the uh, ten cars that are yeah. going to be on the grid, but. Um, this season would be, you know, I, I like I said in the um, in the forums, I feel um, this this season's drivers kind of lineup is the strongest yet. Um, stronger than twenty twenty for sure. Oh, okay, and why 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 do you why do you think that? I think two thousand and twelve was the strongest we've ever had. Uh, okay. I I think there's a lot of drivers on the grid who at the minute who look capable but the reality is they're probably not that great mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Ocon's very good I think he doesn't belong in F1 <laughs> I think Yuki Tsunoda has the potential to be a good driver but he's not ready for it he needs another season in F2 if, if you ask my opinion uh, I think uh, who else is there Nicholas Latifi as much as I like the guy he's not F1 material uh, yeah, uh, Nikita yeah. Mazepin i I don't think it's F1 material and, and it never will be. Uh, Mick Schumacher, I think is quite overhyped. I think he's, he's F1 material, but he's not a top driver. Um, but obviously there is Lewis Hamilton on the grid. But, but when you look at... Yeah. Well, compared to 2012, they had Hamilton, they had Vettel, we had Schumacher as well. You know, there's Alonso who's obviously coming back. Yeah. But... When you look at the lower teams from 2012, you know, you had Timo Glock driving for Marussia, you know, you had uh, Heike Kovalainen, you know, yeah. even the bottom teams had very competent drivers. So I think strength I and mean, depth. I mean, compared to, compared to last season, would you think it's stronger or do you think it's weaker than last season? Uh, weaker. I'd definitely say weaker. Okay. Uh, I think the main downgrade is at has. I think Grosjean and Magnussen were far better than Schumacher and Mazepin. I mean, I mean, I, I agree with that one. Um, Grosjean and Magnussen, yeah, they're they they they're, they're two very capable drivers. They uh, yeah. they put you know they 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 get the most out of the car. And obviously, you know, Haas wasn't the best car in twenty twenty. You know, this you know they still managed to try to push for some points and uh, okay. you know at least fighting the you know the mid the mid the, you know middle of the pack. Um, I believe. This season, 2021 is stronger than 2020, only just because the 2020 drivers, I feel, was just, they were just very disappointing. I mean, Albon was disappointing. Ocon yeah, was disappointing. Um, yeah, Perez and Stroll, Stroll was majorly disappointing in, uh, in Racing Point. Even though he got the pole in Turkey, I still feel as though he didn't perform as well as he should have done. I mean, he got he got a podium finish in Italy, Italy but that was just a. I think. Race. Uh, I think Lance was probably quite badly affected by COVID. Uh, uh, yeah, if you I look mean, at the I mean, results, COVID, yeah, COVID was a yeah. massive thing in general in twenty twenty, which kind of affected Definitely. a lot of drivers. But um, yeah, Latifi was awful. Oh, yeah. But obviously, with the you know, obviously with the another year of you know experience under yeah. their belt, I feel as though they might be. 
I think Nicholas might be. I think Nicholas will probably be the most improved driver, but I still think he'll be a long way off because he's, well, in qualifying, he was absolutely shocking. Uh, I remember Turkey when he was like three laps down at half distance, you know. But in a regular race, which is like just going standardly, you know, like your standard, like Spain or something, on a Sunday, I think he's a good match for for quite a few of the drivers on the grid, but he needs to get his qualifying sorted. Definitely. Um, he needs to get to Q2 at least once this, this season. I think they might replace early. Yeah. If he, if he consistently well, goes. Potential. Depends on which it'll cost them. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, how, how, how much, you know, is Latifi bringing money into Williams, I'm assuming? Yeah, he's bringing, I think he's bringing the. Lavazza is bringing them in as a sponsor who are funding quite a bit. His dad is also putting in quite a few million, like I think 30 million or something like that. It's a lot of money. Oh, fair enough. And I think in his con, there was talk of the new Williams owners getting rid of Latifi for this season, but I think in the end it was to pay him out of the contract, it would have just cost them too much. So no, that's I think they're sticking with him for that reason. But I can't see him getting another season after this one, no matter what happens. Well, uh, not, even, not even when he beats, if he, if he beats Russell, <laughs> if he beats George. I, I can't see it happening. I think the damage he's done is he's got the pay driver tag, and I think that is pretty much a death sentence in F1. No, 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 that, that's, that's fair enough. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see George losing to Latifi in, uh, no. in quite a while. You know, it's, it's a new season, something, anything can happen. You know, we've got to wait for Bahrain. Got to wait for Bahrain at the end of March. And, yep. uh, that way. Um, yeah, um, almost done. Almost done for the podcast. It's been nearly an hour and a half, to be honest. I, mean, I, don't, know long, I don't know how long we've been doing it for. Stretching it out. Exactly. But obviously, um, in GPRO, we do have these uh, official meetings. Um, yep. Potentially having one in Barcelona at yeah, end of October. Are you going to attend, James? I might be. Yeah, I'm very much considering it. It depends on the whole COVID situation and yeah. university. But as it stands, it is something I'm looking at. And I definitely think, well, there's a good chance I'll be there. Good chance. Good, good. So obviously, we, obviously we had a, <clears throat> like an unofficial meeting between our British selves. How did you find that? Did you think I was a... It was good fun. Yeah. Uh, being JB's chauffeur was a fantastic experience. Oh, uh, yeah. you, 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 you and your Audi just oh, zooming yes. in here. It's just like, okay. Oh, yes. I had my, uh, I had my company car that day. So it's like. You did indeed. Yeah. And I put you to shame in a drag oh. race up the. Was it the year 19? I, I can't remember like what road it was. It was, it was a road. It was and A16. I, like, yeah. I was going like 80, 85, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to bother chasing this. <laughs> just, yeah, correct I choice. I just let you go. I thought, I did think I had a speeding ticket after that journey, but, but you didn't receive got away. It. Uh, I didn't get it in the end. Got the flash, but no ticket. Uh, so, happy days. Maybe your card registered somewhere else and so you just sitting somewhere. Possibly. possibly. <laughs> Might be them reflective number players. Who knows? It could be anything. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> look at it like, oh, yeah, I can't see that. Yeah, screw that. I can't bother. <laughs> did you, too much glare yeah <laughs> do, you, do you think would uh, the, the, the meeting would happen this year you know 
bearing COVID and all that, do you think we would have? I think it will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I really do hope so. I mean, I've I've been in my house since the start of January. I haven't been out at all. Just, yeah, it's been dull. Yeah, this this year the 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 the, uh, the lockdown is definitely uh, worse than last year. Last year was a kind of a new newish experience, staying uh, at home, trying to do stuff. I'm different because first lockdown, I came back from uni. You know, I'd been I'd got used to nights out and everything, and I didn't have work or anything. Whereas this time, I'm working quite a few days of the week, uh, and. I, th- I sort of got used to the quieter lifestyle because obviously at the minute I'm not at uni, I'm back home and life at home is much quieter than uni life for me. So no, that's fair. Lockdown that's fair. is quite quite normal. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Been, uh, been going out, exercising or just been at home? Uh, I've, I've got a home gym, so I've been going in that most days. Uh, probably the healthiest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. That's really fair enough. Well, we'll uh, have to see about the uh, the meeting. But uh, James, indeed. thank you very much for being my first guest in the uh, the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, hopefully, uh, the next guest's uh, not as good as me. Oh no, you you always could be the best, mate. You know, oh. you, 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 you you're you're my you're my baby. <laughs> I'm pleased to hear it. It's it's such an honour. Yeah. But no, James, no, 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 thank you for giving your time for the podcast. I'm going to try to post this on YouTube. And then hopefully do, an audio, hopefully do an audio version and post on Spotify. Can't hopefully. Wait. So everyone can listen to it when they drive or you know do whatever. Oh. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be very popular. Very popular. Oh yeah. Millions. I was soothing voices. It's gonna get I'll, I'll 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 give you your I'll give you your uh, appearance fee. No worries. As soon oh, as I get perfect. paid, you you'll have your you have your fee for now. Yeah. I look forward but, to those 10 pence coming into the bank account. <laughs> You know, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get you a beer. How about that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks very much, man. I appreciate it. And uh, cheers for, cheers for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you uh, soon for the next one. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.